0: Hi everyone, and thank you for listening to another episode of Everything in Me. It is Sam. I'm back at it again. <clears throat> my allergies are kicking my behind right now. So if you hear me clearing my throat, please know it is not corona, it is just allergies. But I had to get that out of the way. In this episode, which is long overdue, I've kind of had an epiphany in the last couple of weeks um, with some of the things that I've been going through personally and I thought it was very important to share this with the audience because I feel like this is something that a lot of people struggle with, including myself, but there isn't enough communication around relationships. Um, And what I mean by that is the idea of going through relationships and struggling and feeling hopeless and feeling like here are the red flags, here are the things that I no longer want to deal with, here are the things that um, are tricky or, you know, there's this unknown behind it. So let me back up a bit and try to paint the picture. So that way you guys aren't necessarily lost on what I'm trying to convey, because this is essentially the first time that I'm kind of talking about, it and I know I I'll get, I'll get in my group, but essentially, um, I am a very independent person by nature. Um, this is definitely a learned behavior through my mom and you know our first relationship or understanding of relationships do come from our parents or any other guardians in that space. And in the relationship that my mom had with my father, it was a very touch and go. It wasn't abusive, it wasn't abusive physically. it was definitely verbally abusive in a sense that she was very verbally abusive to him. Um, she has a very strong personality. And I know I've mentioned that in the past. And in that relationship, it was very much, like I said, touch and go in a sense that they didn't share the romance. They didn't share the kind of love story that we see in a lot of television. And so it was very confusing to me to not understand the ins and outs. They were never married. Um, They had been together for quite a while, but they just never really, it never worked out. Um, She didn't see eye to eye with him. He, um, had stepped out on the relationship, was very promiscuous, um, a workaholic, you know, um, things like that. She, on the other hand, wasn't, I don't think she was equipped with the nurturing side necessary to, um, to yearn for a relationship. She struggled with many of her relationships and, um how that affected me is I personally actually want the opposite of what she had. So I've always wanted to be more committed. Um, I've always wanted to entertain being close to someone, having a relationship that is, you know, lives breeds off of the energy that is created once both of us kind of come together. And so I really, really desired that. Now I struggle with relationships or I am challenged by relationships because I have my own individual um, goals, aspirations, you know, wants, needs. And when you start to manipulate that or alter that or not even alter that, but, you know, um, what would you call it? Almost compromised within your relationship. Things don't always look the way that, you know, person like me who can sometimes be very controlling um, very, you know, driven, demanding, motivated, that doesn't always translate well in a relationship. Now, what I notice is that one of my go-tos whenever I feel, even if it's not necessarily there, sense, get a whiff of, have what feels like a gut feeling and intuition, whatever you want to call it, um, I'm an I'm I'm a fight. I mean, I'm a flight. So I usually like leave. Like I'm I'm good. I'm out. I'm independent. I take care of myself. One thing that my parents um, and just my overall upbringing really instilled in me is just make sure you take care of yourself. And what that means is basically make sure you have a backup plan <laughs> in case things in life don't work out. And I think that I've been kind of bred to do so for the past couple of years of just really really. Navigating, struggling, you know, overcoming, challenging, being resilient, and just breeding this type of individual who is always going to find a way and the The notion of being somewhat codependent in a relationship um is almost like unheard of for me. It's very challenging for me to be what may seem dependent um to persons in my relationship. And I've dated many types of guys, um, different types of backgrounds, um, different motivators, totally, you know, different. None of them are really the same. None of them really, you know, can be compared. Like, I don't necessarily say I, I say, I, I would say I have a type per se, but I don't necessarily have like a personality, like some athletic, some weren't, it wasn't necessarily that defined. Um, but I say this the same, when you start to bridge the gap between you as an individual and the individual or partner you choose to be with. There are tons of things that obviously you're going to go through. I think what's widely known is the, this idea of a honeymoon phase. So this idea that once you get together, this concept of it being super, super fun and exciting and, you know, sparks are flying. And I think that that stage um, differs for everyone Because, you know, I've heard stories of people who have hated each other initially. Um, The way that you kind of come together doesn't always look or feel um, warm and fuzzy. And I want to be very clear because I think that depending on who's listening, I don't want you to assume that because I hate this guy or because this guy's mean to me, that there's a potential that there will be, um, there will be romance. No, I think when it comes to romance, I think it's important to know yourself. And what I mean by that, and again, I'm kind of derailing a little bit, but when you are in the notion or open to being with someone, it's important to understand how you love or exploring how you love and recognizing the things that ground you, your values, the things that really define you, the things that matter to you. And never leave those things astray because that then leads into the whole, I lost myself. I can't find myself. I don't know who I am anymore. Those are the things, those are your core. Those are the things that are essentially just who you are in the basic, basic form. And um, as you start to grow and adapt and learn there's certain other things that come into play that maybe come in. They have a season. They come out. You go through a phase. You know, you go through a life stage, and so those things develop and they change and they morph and whatever. Um, as I started, you know, dating, I struggled with having conflict. So conflict was very challenging for me for the simple fact that how I had um, grown up to see conflict or um, learn to deal with conflict was very, very negative, so it was about you know what enough is enough i'm not taking this, I refuse, and this again comes from you know how my mom adapted and how she stood up for herself in relationships or just in the father my father and hers relationship but this um, the reason for her was is different than mine, so hers was due to being an immigrant coming to the United States, initially coming to Canada first, and um, being a survivor. And by a survivor, I mean being one of the first people of her family to come to the United States, make a means for herself, take care of her kids, do all of these things in a place, a country that she had no idea what it was. So with that, along with people who, you know, have similar goals and aspirations to redefine their cycle, you find that they have such a tough exterior. Um, one that is almost bulletproof. Okay. It's essentially like there is nothing that can, you know, wear them down. And the time that I met her, um, my mom had me late. So she had me in her forties. Um, she was a full, fully developed individual. Okay. She was in her own lane, honey. So at that point, there isn't that much molding that goes on. And what I mean by that is that after you get to a certain age, um, you kind of like are set in stone in a sense. And so by that time she was very much herself and very much living this lifestyle, living this track of surviving, taking care of myself, taking care of my needs. So there was this toughness surrounded by that. And that is what came out a lot of times. When there were conflict or disagreements or things that she didn't like or things that, you know, my father didn't like. And so with that being said, it made it very tricky, very tough for me to learn how to argue or disagree respectfully, disagree um, or have conflict resolution, um, agree to disagree, um, not learning to go for the jugular or hit below the belt. Um, I found out I found that in my early my late teens, once I really started dating um that I became like very angry and bitter so one concept I think is very important to know is that it's almost like a game of telephone in a sense that how you learn the way that someone um you know has a behavior or reacts with a behavior doesn't mean that you receive it in the way that they would. Like you don't always mimic to the T how they do it because you don't have the same um, catalyst. Like you don't have the same reasons to react that way. So for me, how I received it was, okay, let me be that bitch. Let me, you know, let me be that one who is not taking shit from anyone and be more blunt, be more cutthroat. Just the extreme, almost sometimes the extreme version of that. And I was very ruthless in how I treated men, how I dealt with them. Um, And as I'm talking about this, I'm just reflecting on having those experiences with men where I was very like, I had no regard for their ego, for their well-being. I was just very like, "Mm, you can go somewhere else. You know, to this day, I can count how many partners I've had on my hands because I've been very, very like, I draw the line really quick before anything else. And yes, I've come to just come a little bit older and understand that was protection in the same way that it was for my mom, but in my own right, where I understood to an extent very well how men could hurt you, how love could hurt, how getting close to someone could hurt. I've had my heart broken before. Multiple times, Um, sometimes it was for no reason because he didn't even like me. But um, you know, it was that fear that led me to that place of just wanting to put pump the brakes, put the distance, um, you know, keep things separate, keep things you know far from you, so that way I could you know cope, I could deal with things. Now let's kind of just get into the nitty gritty here. When you get into, you know, what's commonly known as like a red flag, for instance, I think that those, that idea or that concept really validated or allowed me to be even more um, vindictive in a sense of like, I wanted to see red flags. I wanted to see those, you know, those triggers. I would, you know, verbally say to these individuals that I dealt with, You know, I'm testing you. I want to see you fail. I want to see you, you know, suffer or put yourself in a place where I can have a reason to leave. I was seeking that out. That energy of testing and pushing and pushing and prodding and poking someone is exhausting. It is not desirable in any way, shape, or form. The reality is, if I were put in that position, I would not be interested in pursuing a relationship. Because it is, again, exhausting, ridiculous. It's just not, um, it's just not, it's not realistic to think that someone could be put in these type of scenarios, this kind of situation, and feel warm, fuzzy, loved, you know, wanted in any way, shape, or form. So, definitely, definitely some struggle city over here with Sam. Not perfect in any way, shape, or form. Um, I wanna make that very clear. And there's a lot of things that I now am navigating and looking and learning and understanding. Um, Another follow-up to that would be just my overall sense of how red flags, and this is an aha moment for me, red flags are always red flags. Because it depends on who's looking at those instances? A person like me who has a tendency to look for red flags or what's known as red flags or look at conflicts, differences, um, choices, failures as a red flag, like bucketing them under those things. It's not, um, that's not always true. And what I mean by that is, is that sometimes these things are actually a storm. So what a storm would be is a challenge a um a season a um a pressure a a driving force that is exposing, it is unleashing, it is revealing all of these different things that need to be shifted, that need to be anew. And It's not necessarily saying or speaking to you to say, hey, it's time to go. Listen up, pay attention. Let's go, let's go, let's go. It's more of, hey, the things that you have seen, the things that you once have known, need to change. They need to grow. They need to be reborn. They need to be rethought. And so, what I'm going to do is I'm going to turn them over. I'm going to make a little noise. I'm going to put it so that way your, your God is basically saying, like, I'm putting it out there for you in a very clear, concisive way where there's no way to, you know, ignore it. You need to take cover. You need to, um, redesign the path in which you're going to go. You need to <laughs> figure out, are you going to hesitate? Do you need to take a break? Do you need to be patient? Do you need to wait for this storm to pass before you continue to pursue and to grow and to navigate? So as I start to recognize that, and I want to be very honest with you guys, this just came to me, like I said, in the last couple of weeks, because again, in, in, I'm going to tell you how I got to this understanding because to me, this is never talked about. There's just so much behind this that obviously I can go into, but I'm trying to just stay on topic here because I have a tendency to derail. But when you're dealing with relationships and I didn't really have that best of a, that much an example that I could rely on. I've learned through other relationships, through talking to other women in my life about their, you know, successes and failures within their relationships, Um, guys as well too, things that they've learned to start to formulate a new and improved sense of what a relationship really, really is. And it's been such a blessing to be able to go through that because I feel like I've given, been given a second chance and I'm so young, I just turned thirty one this past week, and it's such a blessing to be here because age is just a gift. it is really a gift to you know be on this 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 path and be in be at this age and things of that nature. but when it comes to relationships, I think the struggle is just not having the tools, not having the proper understanding and I've sought those things out through um I don't wanna say social media because it's not necessarily social media. I've sought those things out through documentaries, not necessarily reality TV. I mean, some could be categorized as that, but through podcasts, through, you know, documentaries of different people who are um in relationships, if you hear a noise in the background I'm I'm drying, so it's a dryer, but um essentially, I've done this through you know own accounts of other individuals who've gone through relationships that haven't been perfect that haven't been beautiful, warm, and fuzzy and so um, as I start to just absorb that and you know justurgitate that in a way that I can understand or I can apply it or I can grow from it, it's really really changed the way that I look at my relationships so this concept of being in conflict. Um, (laughs) The reason why I understand the storm concept now is because I recently have been in a couple storms that to me have triggered those red flags and, or what I perceive to be as red flags. Now with a red flag, I want to just go into that. Those are things that are defining. Those things are usually things that relate to that person's, um, core. So those are things that are just basically like, no matter what you do, no matter how you look at it, it'll always be there. These are things that are not, you're not able to change. And the red flags are basically, um, hints, clues, um, things that are used to let you know that, Hey, If you're going to continue to be with this person, you're going to have to recognize that the the values and the things that you're ready to buck heads at or on are about, um, are never going to go anywhere. That's just who they are as a person. And if those parts don't, those values, those concepts don't work well with you, you need to start making a decision to move away, find some other energy. Um, rethink the the path or the, um, the relationship. And that may seem like a closed door. That may seem like I'll never find love. That may seem like I'm not really on the right path. And I, my recommendation for that is to do what I like to do, which is just do some soul searching. Go back and understand what are yours? What are the things that you value, that you care about? And perhaps how could that be misinterpreted to someone else that this is an open invitation. And, you know, as mentioned in the beginning of this episode, I went back into who I was, what I learned, the concept of relationship was being around my mom predominantly allowed me to nature versus nurture, you know, absorb so much of that energy. And I had to take back what I as an individual felt was right, or what I as an individual wanted for myself. And so as I started to um unpack that is how I got to this point. It's not because my the concept of my relationships were just, you know, what I agreed with, it was what I was taught or learned or picked up and I recognized that that's not actually me as a person what I want. I have to take a step back and start to find out what I want and adjust my values, my core towards me. Now, I want to be very clear that as those things started to take place, me and my mom, and I think that's a big contributing factor as to why we have this um, kind of distant, um, very boundary-heavy relationship, because I started to veer away from what she wanted, knew me as, of that nature. A lot of people will say I'm very much still like her, and I am because I like the essence of having that go getter, that motivator. That I don't care what has to happen, I'm gonna get shit done. That's just who she is. So I apply that in other areas of my life, but when it comes to relationships, she is not. Um, she's not the person that I would necessarily go to. Um, so, with that being said. When you recognize those red flags and you know that's an opportunity for you to redecide or understand what do you want, um, that's when you can start figuring out, okay, I need to go left. Now, the thing behind that is um, I looked at, like I mentioned before, a lot of the things that I went through as red flags. So 99% of it as red flags. And my thing was exit, 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 exit. Let's go, let's go, let's go. Backup plan is now in session. How I learned the difference was when it's it's really essentially when you know something is for you, when you were supposed to be doing something, um, it's going to work out. It's going to make sense. This is what you're supposed to be doing. I don't want to confuse that with when you're being tested, when you are being... um, essentially like used to prepare you for something else. That's something different. But when you are in the position where something is for you, you can walk right into it. There's no conflict. There's no hesitation. There's no, um, there's no uphill battle when it comes to that. Once again, drier in the background. And when a door is closed, it is closed for a reason It is not close for you to knock it down. It's not close for you to explode it. It's not close so you can figure out how many keys can I try to open it. Um, This is how I found out that I was going through a storm and not necessarily a red flag. When I tried to exit, when I tried to reposition myself to go on a different path, that's when I recognized Things that I was going through was for a purpose. It was not necessarily to redefine who I was. It's not necessarily for me to um, change my trajectory. It was essentially for me to recognize I need to wake up. There is a storm. There is something that you're going through that you need to go through in order to redesign how your future looks, feels, and is. It is in general. So once that kind of like door was closed of like, this is not your exit. This isn't it. You need to, you need to sit back. You need to start to look at yourself and why you thought it was an exit. That's how I got to the conclusion that it was me. It wasn't the fact that, you know, um, things were rough and tough and looking ugly or looking like it wasn't fun, being a perfectionist and being a person who is always trying to ensure that everything goes smoothly, everything is beautiful and everything is, um, coherent and my OCD isn't, is acting, isn't acting up. It's sometimes very hard to allow things to fall, to allow things to break to allow things to, um, no longer exist because now they've developed and grown and they blossomed and they've moved on. And so we need to move on to the new, better improved version. Sometimes it's very hard to allow that to happen. And when you're in a relationship, you get to firsthand see, experience, um, you know, and anew over and over again. So for more just, just overall understanding, how I look at relationships is there's you as an individual, that person as an individual, and then the relationship in which you two fuse together. The reason why I put them almost as a trinity is that they're all codependent of one another to st- to standing up. That's the that's the concept, you know, when it comes to relationship, because there's there's you know three parts, if you will, to it. Once a part is broken or is no longer functional, it no longer carries the same structure. It no longer carries the same um, function. And it's so important for each integral part to continue to hold up their end of the deal in order to create this trinity. Now, for me, it's obvious, you know, this goes along with how I treated the relationship, especially very early on. And and I still do in, in a sense, not necessarily the same way, but this concept of being very vocal about how my attachment doesn't supersede my relationship to uh, myself. So what I mean by that is I am never going to say anything knowing I am unhappy, not motivated, not loved, not, um, Included, not wanted, not growing, not communicating, just going against all my core values. I'm not staying. I don't care what the circumstances are. I'm not staying because that's a part of my nature. My nature is not to stay. It's just not, that's not what it is. But now that I have this higher understanding that although my nature feels like not staying should be for any little thing that you know, finds its way in my relationship, I have to do better at understanding how just because it may feel a certain way, doesn't mean that it actually is that way. I need to do better at sorting the what's quote unquote red flags or, um, just the things that I can't control, (laughs) you know, maybe to just shed a little different light on it. It's just the things that I can't control. And this means that when I am in a storm, I have to prepare myself. I have to react differently. I have to think differently. Oh, think different, process different, you know, have more patience, more grace, more grace for myself to say, you know what? You may not like this, and you may feel uncomfortable because it's a trigger for you. It is a deep embedded trigger that is high functioning in the background. So you need to dial it back. You need to adjust and learn within yourself that you need to give that partner time, patience, love, you know, just grace as well through this process. And it's a very vulnerable state. It's a very vulnerable place to be. And there comes fear and there comes uncertainty and there comes confusion. And my ideal understanding of a relationship or just what I want for a relationship is one that there isn't, um, this whole, this whole, like, I don't know, like lack of knowing where things are going to go or lack of knowing how things are going to react. You know, i ideally would prefer something that's unconditional that is truly revolutionary and but those things take time those things take effort now I have to be honest I don't know my future okay so I have to be very clear about that because I think sometimes I can sound very sure of myself but with anything it's really about the evolution of it all it's about the journey and more recently you know, I went, did this weekend thing and I'm back at my vacation location, my Airbnb and, um, recording this episode and I went to the beach and it was gorgeous, amazing. So happy I went, I haven't been there in oh, like a year and, um, such a lightning experience. And after we were finished, I'm, we're walking back to the car and I'm like, dude, this is a long walk, a really long walk. Something triggered in me where I was like, you know what? Pay attention to your steps, not where you're trying to go. Because what happens is you get anxious, you get frustrated, you get um, overwhelmed, you know, you get anxious. You're just trying to figure out, okay, what's next? When, oh, let's get there, let's get there, let's get there. Which caused me to look down. Which caused me to pay attention to the sand, which caused me to pay attention to my steps, the way my shoes fit, um, things of that nature, versus trying to get to that destination and just feeling like I'm further, and further away than I actually need to be. And overall, it was it was such a blessing. It was such a blessing to be there. It was such a blessing to, you know, experience this. And I really hope that this experience in general is so uplifting and so eye opening to you guys. There's so many things that I'm working on behind the scenes and I'm trying to take my, my quote that I use all the time, you know, um, any progress is progress to heart because I can beat myself up constantly for the fact that I'm not where I want to be, but I have to recognize it's part of the journey. It's a part of the step-by-step. Um, it's not about creating the picture, you know, within a minute and being impatient. It's about the growth that occurs through every single paint stroke. Um, and so I look forward to chatting with you guys in my next recording. Um, I've changed my Instagram to be everything in me IG. I now have a Facebook, um, everything in me. And so I'm super excited. Things are changing, things are growing. I'm I'm walking into my destiny and it's Slowly but surely coming together, like, comment, subscribe, guys. I really, really appreciate the feedback you guys are giving me and just the energy you're giving me towards this because it means a hell of a lot.